but what's going on? I'm just like stumbling through the perpetual fog of life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. I'm coming off midnight, so I'm like zombie. Yeah, I was wondering. Seemed like you were. Yesterday, I was like in and out of naps all day long trying to stay up. Yeah. And then today, I actually slept all night good. Which is surprising, but then today I got up and I'm, I like did some chores this morning, and now I'm hitting in noontime, and I'm like, oh man, I need a nap. Time for a nap. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, how's it going? You you've been crushing games still? <laughs> no, not really. Actually, if if anything, I've played hardly anything since the last episode. I've played certain things that we can talk about, but. Just in terms of uh, amount, it's definitely scaled off. I think I'm in um, I'm in one of those periods that doesn't happen for me very often, but just where like I kind of don't feel like playing a whole lot. Um, I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> How do you fill your time when you're not when you don't play a lot? I don't nothing. I don't do anything. <laughs> Which is, like, so not me, because uh, usually I need to be doing something, but I've just been real stressed about a lot of things, and so, like, I'll just sit on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> that sounds like, um, I don't know, that sounds relaxing. It sounds like, it's, I don't think there's anything I, wrong with that, to be honest. I dude. think it's I, it's probably because I just need to do that. Yeah, yeah like, you don't have so. to be doing anything. Well, it, for me is I'm like I that is what I'm saying like that is really not me. Like I'm always busy with something, which is usually games. Yeah. But if I'm not playing games, I'll find something else to do. But like I don't even feel like watching a whole lot. I have been watching um weirdly and relevant. I I watched a little bit of that high score thing on Netflix. Yeah. Have you heard about that? Yeah. History of video games type of thing. That is, that is such a weird thing. Have you like have you seen any of it? Um, I, I mean, I've talked about it with guys at work. What do you what do you think's weird about it? It's based on what I know. It doesn't sound weird. Well, so it's a it's a documentary style episodic thing, and it's a Netflix original or whatever, and. It goes through, like, it's called High Score, first of all. So, like, I thought it was about, like, competition in video games. Yeah. Plus, like, it, and it and it is that, but it's also, like, history, and then it's also random stories about professional competitions and stuff. And it's, like, it's kind of like this all-over-the-place thing that doesn't focus on, like, one aspect of anything per episode, and it it jumps around a lot and it's kind of, it's just strange. Like it's really, it's really overly produced. Everybody really likes those Netflix documentaries and I am not really in that boat. This I is wouldn't the... consider myself in that boat because I've seen enough of them and like fact checked them and found all this weird stuff that like, Oh, there's plenty on there that are absolute horse shit that yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They don't. They don't do their due diligence. Those, I, it, those with things that are. Stuff. Those things get 
because of social media and everything, they get so overhyped. Like people, I don't know. Yeah. Well, like certain the ones, Netflix, like I like the, cr- the Netflix, I like the crime ones a lot. Yeah, but. yeah. The Netflix culture, I think that grew is is kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I only use it for very targeted, specific things. Yeah. I probably shouldn't even pay for it. I don't use it enough. But like, this is the first one. Like, I like I. Anytime you watch a documentary, you you have to be aware that it is coming from a very specific voice, and they have an agenda. And they might not give you all the information yeah. and they'll spin it a certain way and stuff. But high score, I mean, is just, you know, it's just objective facts about the video game industry, which is the most interesting part about it. But at the same time, like, I'm watching it and I'm, like, cringing at some things because it's, like, really dumb <laughs> and, like, kind of lame. Yeah. And But, I mean, I'm also enjoying parts of it. Like, it's been really cool to see. It's been really cool to see names I've always heard forever that i never really like looked up what they looked like yeah, or who they putting, were putting or anything puzzle pieces together and stuff kind yeah of. yeah so like that part of that part is cool and i i would probably say it's actually worth watching it's just like i can't really put my finger on exactly what about it is just it's just odd yeah so well that's interesting. i've watched i've watched about like half of it already so um the next episode's about Doom and stuff, and I'm excited about that. There you go. Even though I know, like, everything about it at this point. Yeah, you've seen every Doom documentary there is seen at this point. Yeah, and read the book and whatever, but... But yeah, this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave, to talk yeah. about the games that we've been playing. So, I was thinking about this today. Okay. Not today, it was like the other day. Because it has to do with the games that I'm playing right now. Yeah. And how I previously, a previous version of me might have not played those games. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about, like, when you read Game Informer or like a lot of game publication outlets, they always do this thing where they put like the the author of the article or whatever you're reading at the end of the article and then it'll like give a little blurb about that <laughs> that person like the kind of games they play yeah and i was wondering if you had to write your own little blurb what would you what would it say mm. or if you have a problem with like trying to come up with that like right on the tip of your toes what do you think mine would say if you hmm. if you would rather tackle that beast i do think it's hard i do think that's hard for me to answer i mean i guess generally i like role playing games but one hasn't super hooked me in a long time yeah my my cha- my tastes change constantly i feel yeah. like so that would be hard i would definitely mention unrelated video game things like basically my twitter profile yeah <laughs> Yeah, where like metal music and video, like all video games, I guess. Um, for you, hmm. I mean, you, even though you don't necessarily consistently play fighting games, you're still more clued into that all consistently, I'd say. Yeah, that's like the only one that I could, like, for sure put on there, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I could really give you another one actually i couldn't yeah. i couldn't nail down a genre like really i i mean i like 
Pathfinder or Metroidvania, whatever games. But I don't feel compelled to play every single one of them all the time that I would say that... I think it just gets too hard anymore to, like... Like, to really drill down on a specific genre that you like the most. Because, yeah. like, every everything is just so cross-contaminated in terms of designs anymore, yeah. it feels like. Like, everything is technically a role-playing game at this point. Yeah. Like, it's it's rare for a game to not have leveling up systems yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And Maybe that's why not one of them has hooked you in a while. You're just fatigued on them. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I I also spent a ton of time. I, I let's just jump right into something. I I spent since the last episode primarily playing Hades. <laughs> like that's not a bad way to spend your time. Almost almost exclusively, but and but it would be like, you know, I'd, I'd only play it for like maybe an hour and then I wouldn't really play anything else. But yeah, I since since the last episode bought it, beat it. And I think I'm done with it. And uh, I really liked it. I think that game was awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It's so super good. I feel like you, when you first started playing it, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is going to hook me. And then you had made your first run. You completed your first run. And you were like, yeah, I still don't think I'm I going to finish forced, it. And then I like, forced myself, frankly. Okay. So yeah. you just wanted to see the end. Mm-hmm. You could have been done after one or two completions. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. I definitely could have. Yeah, I, I do think it's... I think it's an excellent game. Like, it's it's really good. And the the whole having to beat it a certain number of times... Like, you beat it once, and then it gives you, like, this hook of, like, why you have to keep doing it, which I think is done really well. I think it's really smart and... um story-wise pretty touching and good and it gives that hook it's a good hook to keep going and i did it because yeah i was interested in the story i wanted to see how it how it resolved doing it over and over and yeah, over which yeah. which like which rogue games don't really you know they don't really have too much of a story and this is probably the first actual example of one that has a story that also takes the rogue like thing into account of its story which is like it's just really smart yeah it's really well and, written into yeah the, it's, into the design like they yeah they writ, wrote around the design of the game really well like yeah like it's it's totally it's totally here's this idea of a of how we're gonna do like abilities as you as you do a run and upgrade yourself throughout a run and how that's going to all factor into Zagreus's narrative adventure really. yeah, story yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's it's really cool and and done really well and i i definitely gameplay wise got a little tired of it pretty quick like i beat it once and i was like now i know everything that not not everything now I know most things that could happen on a run, and it's really just doing it a bunch. Cause yeah, and kind of ex experimenting with all the different p puzzle pieces. That's what the game yeah. kind of is. Yeah, and they do a good job of, in, of, of giving you reasons to experiment, because if I just used the same thing over and over, I definitely wouldn't have done it ten yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So 
So it they're aware of everything. Everything about that game is so it's it's brilliant. Like I think it's I think it's an exceptionally designed video game. It's it's just really smart. But I I definitely got to a point where it was an inevit- an inevitability that I would win. Like every time. I once I beat it once, I think I I think I lost twice. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like it, it become it became a thing where it's like, I know exactly what I need to do, regardless of the weapon that I have. It might just change the time to kill some things or whatever, or I have to be a little bit more aware of my position in the map or whatever, but it definitely did not get any more challenging. It just got easier and easier and easier. And I think that it's on purpose, you know, because it's a real Yeah, so light. you can get through that narrative, really. Mm-hmm. And also... The game gives you a system to tweak that and make it harder that's for true. yourself if you want yeah, to. True. So it's kind of by choice that you experienced it the way that you did. Well, so you know what's interesting about that that difficulty thing, uh, which is, again, another really good, smart thing. It actually, like, it limits you on how you can make it more challenging. Like somewhat arbitrarily like you could make it super difficult if you want but that whole pact of punishment i th- pact of punishment is that it yeah is that what it's called that's what the mechanic is yeah like you only want to flip one of those on at a time and per weapon or like slowly increase the heat or whatever is the gauge on it because if you do it too high you're like wasting potential rewards yeah. So so even that they like drip feed to you. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean and that's not like a problem at all. Like I, I I don't think that's a problem with the game. It's just a personal thing. It was like that like you said at the beginning like I beat it once and knowing myself I was like I don't know if I need to do this because I don't know. It it wasn't like too challenging to do in the first place. It took me like 20 just, some runs. It doesn't or so, really show and, you m- much that's new i think that's what the right. main thing is like you, you yeah. you've seen all of the areas you've seen the yeah. boss they might bosses they might like you might run into a chamber where you get a new enemy like on your run or something might mm-hmm. happen that hasn't happened on previous runs and that is interesting mm-hmm. and and like it's neat for for those reasons you know for when you keep playing it's it's going to give you like a new tidbit of things every once in a while but i can see how you are you can get to the point where you're like, well, I've already seen the game, period. Yeah. I've seen the game. And so without that yeah. that pull to get through, like, narratively, um, I, could, I could see how one could get fatigued with the game. I also think that the combat design is, like, impeccable and super balanced and super variable. And, like, I could see how you could spend 150 hours... Mm-hmm. on different like equations of you know the puzzle like trying yeah. to do different things with different weapons and stuff like that so yeah stacking the abilities a, and combining them in different ways is definitely interesting and yeah. I, I think i mentioned even before playing the game that's that's what made transistor so awesome yeah so yeah so just it's impeccably designed really that you can experience experience and enjoy the game both ways like if if, Mm -hmm. in in a in a finite amount where you're like okay i'm done with the story or endlessly where you play for 200 hours which 
Yeah. So. We, yeah, it, we, it, to get to get the true ending or whatever. Holy shit, does it ask a lot of you? I I I got the like credits ending and then I just watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Because I mean, I that took me probably like thirty hours, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. at 45 hours, and I pl- I still have eight clears. Like, I probably need to clear a couple more times before I can even yeah. get credit. So. Yeah. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, did the... I oh, didn't... I Once I had my first clear, it took me 10 runs to get another clear. Like, really? I don't, I don't know if I just suck at the game or my pact of punishment... Like, I still don't really know what good combination of those things I would use to guarantee a win. Like, I feel like it's, well, it's working as designed for me because it really is a lot of give and take of, you know, if I if I turn this one on, it's going to be a lot harder. Should I do this? Like, it is it's it is still interesting decision making for me. Yeah, I um I didn't ever use like the same thing to ensure I was going to win. Uh, yeah, I th- I think it's just hard to. It's definitely going to be a case by case personal thing. Yeah, I I was still experimenting, picking boons that I had never used. You you know, alternating between the weapons that gave the darkness bonus. Yeah, you're just clearing anyways. Yeah, it 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 be it's because I like. It's because you learn how to fight bosses. Essentially, everything you need to know once you clear it. Yeah, yeah like it, yeah. once it's cleared. There's going to be maybe minor tweaks throughout, but you know everything you need to know in order to make it happen at that point. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of like a Souls game and mm-hmm. bosses in those games, like you just, you learn you learn the moves and then you just have to make it happen and that might require more patience than some other runs than, you know, the one that you're currently on or something. But, but yeah, I, I definitely got that feeling. Maybe it wasn't after my first one. Maybe it was like my second or third but it, it became a point where it, I would do a run, and I almost knew for us for a fact I was going to beat it. Yeah. And and I think they um, and 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 one of the systems that's critical to that is the one that lets you defy death. <laughs> like it lets you, it essentially gives you lives. Yeah. So with without those, that wouldn't be as um clear cut. The other thing too but, is you level up your like chances to find good power-ups and you can yeah just like get everything broken. is you can get yeah. broken <laughs> yeah totally you totally get some broken shit like yeah. i beat i beat hades one time in a minute yeah. <laughs> like it was it was like nothing i didn't it, i didn't even balk it i was like oh hades you're nothing you are you are nothing to me <laughs> um but i do love like that was one of my favorite parts of runs is Hades. Yeah. And like I think I think the dialogue between him and Zagreus was just exceptional almost yeah, every time. Absolutely. And, and like I loved I loved when you would first come up to him and he's he's like looking out across the water and he's like just thinking and like wha- he's like waxing poetic about what's going on with you he's and like him. the bad and, guy and in the game but he's not a bad guy no yeah totally that's yeah, what's cool it's, is you totally like when he talks you're like this dude's kind of an awesome yeah it's it's awesome all all of it is awesome so like, we can golf clap that because i haven't done that yeah yet. i was waiting for yes. you yeah hades is definitely worth playing um even though it's only on switch and pc right now but as far as we know the switch version is good 
Um, I haven't yeah. heard too much bad about it. There, I heard that game can get really crazy with a lot of stuff happening on the screen, so it would maybe be kind of difficult to play handheld. But I don't know. So yeah, Hades is good. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's it's swept at the Game Awards uh categories. It was. I mean, it's in like all of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So did did you vote for those? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did. What'd you vote I for? Uh, I I actually considered like if that was something we should do on the episode, but I kind of forgot and didn't prepare for it, and I sort of don't remember at this point. You know what got me to even vote was an email from the Mortal Shell team that was like, "Hey, we're nominated for one of the things. Can you vote for us?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that. I'll you they you deserve, deserve some it? you deserve some recognition." What yeah. category were they nominated in? Uh, best debut. Okay. Which uh, which I think is. You know, I, th- I it, what they were up against, I think, was... I think they deserve it. Yeah, I, I didn't actually even recognize most of the other games. Okay. Um, cool. So, yeah. That's a neat thing. End of the year They're, awards. Yeah, yeah, and... Yeah, I'm... I'm curious to see people's lists this year. What did I mean, you vote for on their Game of the game of the Year awards? Doom, Doom Eternal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think... I think I think without a doubt, still until Cyberpunk, that is my game of the year. Yeah, yeah. And Cyberpunk's gonna be like I don't know that I'll finish that game until next year. Oh no like, way! Good bit. So that'll be even hard to hard to yeah. even include on this year. At least I don't know. It. De- I mean, for me, it'll be. Am I always thinking about it and always wanting to play it? And that will signal to me it's probably my game of the year regardless of finishing it or the story or anything that's that's going to be my criteria for that yeah um because that's how i felt about witcher basically even though i did finish witcher technically in that year but yeah yeah that'll be fun the year-end roundups is gonna it's coming quick it is (laughs) it's almost november is almost over yeah right right up to thanksgiving now I guess we should mention neither of us have a, a new console. <laughs> Those are out now. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of bummed. I wanted to be part of that console launch, and then, like, I've been trying to get one on all those online drops, and I'm yeah. done trying. I don't care. Because, like, yeah, it's, it's hard like to a, do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. That was what I said. I don't want to worry about it, and I don't need it right now. So I'll wait. Whatever. I really do want to play Demon Souls, but yeah, I spent that money on something else. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I'm coming off back shift where I usually do play a lot of games, and I have been playing a lot of Dragon Quest. Yeah, um, but I don't really have anything new to say about it. I'm probably like thirty five hours into the game uh, I still think it's really good it's I've gotten emotional a couple times oh yeah yeah I think it's great I just I think like really what that game does the best is it's just it's easy to play and I don't yeah. mean like difficulty wise I just mean like as as a game like it's it's a nice relaxing game 
Yeah. Like sure. you said now where you, you don't want to do anything. It's like, it's, it's an easy game to put in and it, it, it has, it has a mode in the options where you can play with one hand. <laughs> like, come on. That's, that's, it's amazing. It's incredible. That is, a, that is amazing. Yeah. And that's because, you know, you don't have to do anything, everything, all the combat's menu based. You're clicking through text and you're running around. Like all they had to do to in, to allow that yeah. to happen was to do an auto follow with the camera. Mm-hmm. And like, I appreciate that it doesn't make me grind when I don't want to. Like, I can just sprint through dungeons even. Just hmm. run right by every enemy in an entire dungeon. You can just... And, like, so if you want... And you're not worried about, like, missing out on the experience and stuff? No. Like, well, there's nothing to there's nothing to miss out on, really. Like, the dungeons... I can still run and collect all the stuff that would be on side trails. Yeah. I just don't have to fight any of the enemies. No, I, I mean, like, leveling up. Yeah, yeah, no. Because usually, usually running from battles in JRPGs is something that bites you hard in the well, ass later. I'll tell you this. I like still have been fighting because I think the monster designs are so cool that I like seeing them. Yeah. But like, I'll basically fight around in an area until I see every monster until I've like leveled up one time. And then, and that's, yeah. That amount alone has been enough for me to pretty much crushed the game and hmm. like it, it's not zero grinding because like i am f- killing some of the enemies that are along the path you know what i mean yeah but it's definitely not like egregious amount of me going back and forth and back and forth to try and level up like i i've not had to fight a boss and then come back from the boss and level myself up one time in the game wow like I, I I've died on bosses before, but the game does a cool thing where you keep all your XP. Oh, and you, all it oh. does is take half your money. Okay. And send you back to the inn. Yeah. So. That's good. It's really good. Yeah, that's really good. So there's no. Like having to redo. I mean, I still have to run back to the area where. Yeah. The the boss would be. But a lot of times they'll put save points right before them anyways. So like even even that I I'm not even scared that I'm gonna get stuck because if I get stuck then I can always Yeah. You know, go back and and We're like, so spoiled with modern role playing games. There's a there's a ton of armor and there's like a whole forge system that I'm I'm only barely like I'm not min maxing at all. Yeah. Like I'm just using it when I have to and I haven't really had to use it a ton, so like I, if I ever get stuck, there's a ton of like room I have to upgrade my party before I even go to the grinding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's literally just been like me speeding through the narrative, and that's sweet. It's a there's a ton of narrative. It's like I'm watching an anime basically, which is an yeah. obvious comparison, but yeah, it's that's good. good. Yeah, it's a good it's a good game, and and like. Me playing it, and a lot of why I I opened the show with that question to you of like what the games that you like would be, is like me questioning: Do I really like these JRPG games now, or 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 what? You know, <laughs> I just think uh, it's fantastic. I really don't have any complaints. The only the only like small qualm I have with the game is that like 
they reuse. There's not there's not enough music in it. Oh, okay. So there's a a score that's playing the entire like the, the entire score of the game. There's like a whole orchestra playing, and that's good. Uh, but like the battle music and when you first start off into like the like there's like kind of in between maps that are like the roads in between the towns that you go to where you would have a a bunch of monster fights and stuff like it's always the same music in those areas Mm. no matter what the towns are and so and it's really bombastic like like jrpg you know what i mean and so yeah that has worn on me a little bit. To- um, I totally have experienced that, and I think probably every turn-based role-playing game, yeah, in existence, yeah. Like it for some reason, like like Persona Four was really bad about that. Where and I mean, that's an older game too, so it's kind of unfair. But yeah. even even you know, here's an example of Dragon Quest, a modern game doing the exact same thing. But like, it got to a point where in Persona, where if I wasn't doing a story thing, if I was doing one of the dungeons, I wasn't even listening to the game. I was yeah. like listening to music or a podcast yeah. or something. And like, that's fine, but it's always a bummer when that happens. Cause yeah, definitely. It just always I, happens. I've <laughs> tried that a little bit with this game, but the problem is, is like, there's so much, the game is mostly story stuff. Yeah. And so like, I would just be sh- turning on and shutting off my music a bunch I do that. <laughs> I don't really like to do that. And, yeah, and, it's uh, annoying. And if I just leave my own music play, then there's like all these audio cues that are happening, like in the cutscenes of the story that mm-hmm. I don't have volume for. And it's like, yeah, this. I don't know. It's kind of. I don't. I don't like that either. Did I, I was mean, doing so there's like um, no good solution to. Yeah. To this was how, a problem with Hades, to... actually. Oh uh, really? Mm-hmm. I got very tired of that music very fast. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. I so the thing the thing that I like the most about that game soundtrack is the uh, how it would reduce to the baseline. I I really like that. I thought that was awesome. And like and, after you killed everyone, it had like a yeah yeah yep. yeah. The music, yep. the dynamic changes of the music in in that game are kind of good too. Though it'll just like yeah. have it'll be bumping when you're fighting, and then it'll drop to yeah nothing when you're not it's kind of but it was like but it 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 got a little annoying to me over how many runs because i didn't actually like the music that much in the first place like it's it's fine you know um but the other thing was like okay i want to listen to something i want to listen to my own thing while i'm playing this but there's so much dialogue in that game and there's such good voice acting so like every time yeah every time somebody would come up and talk it's like okay pause i gotta listen to this for like three seconds and then pause and unpause and so like that it's a dumb that's a dumb personal thing but you know totally totally similar experience so couldn't you like on PC, I, I I'm playing Dragon Quest on the Switch, so it's not an option. But if you're playing on PC, couldn't yeah. you turn the game, uh, mm-hmm. game music volume to, yeah, zero, and then have like Spotify running, whatever or whatever you're using for your music, as yeah, and then so then you I do have that to with pause. I do that with Spelunky, um, but. I don't know, for whatever reason, I just, like... Because sometimes I just wanted to listen to Hades. Like, I, I actually, like, really tried to give that game soundtrack 
a chance. Yeah. Like I like there would yeah, be that times one's, where it's that like that one hasn't bugged me. I've put forty five hours in that game and I'm still every yeah. I'm, I like crank the volume up when I play it. Oh I man, elite. Elysium's keyboard shit drove me fucking crazy. <laughs> I ha- I hate the keyboard stuff on that in that area's music. It's like there would be times where it like like it just sounded like this really weird annoying. It was annoying. Like it it just drove me nuts. Hades does a thing with like the bass guitar rumbles like a just just a like a bass guitar, uh, which I think is sweet. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. Um, I think that game has good sound design. When you when the characters are talking like depending on where you're at in on different maps, there'll be different reverb on their voices because some of the, some of the rooms are more echoey than others. I didn't notice that. So it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Music in games is, you know, always going to be a weird thing for me. Um, but I totally get that with, with dragon quest for sure. Like, yeah, and they yeah. they they have like the option to change to the synthesized version of the soundtrack. So I've kind of been flicking back and forth. That helps a little bit with the, yeah, because it, then it's not the exact same thing you're hearing. But yeah, sure. I don't know. It's it's the only bummer that I have really with that game at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I uh, jumping off of somewhat of a role playing game. I'm playing something current. <laughs> Which is Assassin's oh, yeah. Creed Valhalla. I want to talk to you about this. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, uh, I am glad Cyberpunk got delayed. Yeah, so because, you can put time into this. Yeah, because I did. I did want to play this, and I was going to wait to get around to it at some point if Cyberpunk had actually come out, like I, when we're recording two days ago or whatever. Um, yeah, it's you know it's a new Creed. Creed is sort of a known quantity at this point, especially. With the last two games, Valhalla is very similar to Origins and Odyssey in terms of gameplay. But you get to be a fucking Viking, and it's awesome. <laughs> like, that is so awesome. Is it your favorite Creed ever? Uh, No, no. I mean, I, I want to get like a lot deeper into it before I say anything like that. But, I mean, it's going to be really hard to top the Ezio stuff with two like two and Brotherhood are still probably like really, the peak. dude. Yes, I mean a See, lot of that's gonna a lot of that's gonna be nostalgia, but like two and Brotherhood are were amazing. Like the 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 change in um, design that they did with those games with like two where you're building and this this relates to Valhalla, but like in two you're building up your little hometown in yeah. Italy. Yeah. Like that was fucking awesome. And like and like you're building up uh Rome and Brotherhood and like it it had all these like metagame things that were just so fascinating and like way ahead of their time when those came out. And then on top of doing the like really specialized assassinations which the series has got way far away from for like for a long time. Those games did them really well. And I don't know. I mean, it's going to be it, it for me personally. It's just going to be almost impossible to probably top them. So Creed's a series that like I have gladly skipped for yeah. the last ten games or whatever. A lot of a lot of people agree with you. And so. when you say two and Brotherhood are the best, that makes me just 
Like, mm. why? Because the I other played ones those are still ones, good. and I didn't like them that much. Oh well. And if you're yeah. saying that's the pinnacle of the series, then it just reinforces my decision to not play them because sure. I would say, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it, it's just like a weird thing. I feel like those those games feel to me more than any other games that I play. Like it's a, it's, you know, when you talk about making video games, they say it's really hard to make video games. They got groups of people doing a million different things. And then like mm-hmm. at, at the very end of the process, the game kind of gets pat- pieced together like two minutes before it shipped out the door. Mm-hmm. You, you know that story? Yeah. I feel Every like video game. Yeah. 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 I feel like, with the Assassin's Creed games, I feel that the most. Hmm. Because I feel like the the games, there's so many different parts. There's, you know, you're an assassin. There's this modern day stuff with Abstergo. There's, uh, like, all the mini systems, like, like you're talking about where you're building your... Yeah. Or you're sailing a ship, or you're doing RTS... Like soldier, yeah. whatever it doesn't like every every different game has their own. Mm-hmm. They try new shit in every game, which is actually part of my argument for why it's a good series. Yeah, I'm not arguing that the series is not good. I'm, I'm yeah, not just not in, that. not interested. I'm just like yeah. for me, I, I feel like they never do any one of those things like particularly sure. awesome. And, yeah, sure. And that's my issue with the games is just like a a bunch of random hodgepodge stuff stuffed into one big game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just, I wish that I wish that it could appeal to me more because there is things I think about the series. That's awesome. And I want you to tell me more about this new one because it does look cool. I just, I haven't seen anything that's, that's sold me on it. And yeah, and I don't know that anything's going to yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. it's so I I think it needed like stepping back a little bit. I think the series needed to evolve from the traditional ones which was all the way up through Syndicate. They were all essentially the same style of game and each one tried to do something slightly different every time, some to a good degree and others to like kind of whatever degree. But they switched to Origins. They made them more of like kind of just a generic open world role playing game with pretty generic combat and loot and stuff like that. And they kind of scaled way back on it being an assassin game. <laughs> like stealth is kind of whatever anymore. Um, you don't you don't plan giant assassinations. There's not all these steps you have to walk through to do the assassinations, which is what made the series interesting way back when. But I, my argument for those games, and the current ones specifically, especially with like modern technology and stuff, they're just really fucking cool period pieces. Like, and that's what the old ones were too for me. Like, I, I actually kind of miss some of the stuff they used to do in the old ones, which was like just straight up history. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- there was just all this history that they would pack into those games that you were not only playing a dumb video game, but you were like actually learning about the area that the game took place in. Yeah. And they don't really, they they don't really do that anymore. They built prestige tours into, into the new ones. Yeah. 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 So like, so with the new ones, um, they made climbing a lot better. 
because you don't have to take specific paths to climb anything anymore. It's kind of like Shadow of War or Mordor, whichever. Mordor was the first one where you can literally just hold A and run and jump up a fucking giant statue of Zeus. Yeah, like that is amazing. That series needed that. That is, it might sound minor, but it makes it so much more enjoyable and fun to explore the worlds. And I think those games are worth playing to just see these worlds. Yeah, like, that's why you would play any open world game, I would yeah. argue, to yeah. to like Egypt exist, to exist in the world, really. Egypt was fucking awesome. How many games take place in Egypt? Yeah. Zero. How many how many how many games take place in ancient Greece? A few. But are they open world games? No. <laughs> so like getting getting to run around ancient Greece, fucking awesome. Getting to run around Norway and now like medieval England is so cool. Like that that alone is just really cool for me. And like being and and in this one, you know, they added a whole bunch of new shit and they're trying new shit and and a lot of it's like similar stuff that they're just like spinning in a different way, but like you're playing as a viking, so you're raiding towns and burning down towns and stealing all their shit and killing everybody. <laughs> Which, Which is sounds like, like the perfect game for you, honestly. I mean, it's so it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up, but but the fact that it's you know it's a it's a silly video game, especially Creed. Creed are they're janky games that are like yeah, and they tongue kinda, in cheek silly. They kind of the know they're place. they're laying a little bit with that too. They tell jokes they, and they totally and, do. Yeah, yeah, they totally do. So like it's it's hilarious that like so like the premise of this one is it starts out in Norway. Hell yeah. And you are like a Viking clan that is trying to be unified with another, with with everybody in Norway. Like there's a guy that's trying to te- step up as a king of all of Norway, and your character and his like stepbrother are like, "Fuck that! We're gonna go do whatever we want." They leave to just start taking over England, <laughs> which is like I think that's really awesome. Like you, you, they leave to establish their own. Because it takes place in like a thousand year one thousand, so it's like forever ago, and they leave to set up their own thing in England because it's it's land ripe for the taking, and it leads back to a thing that they haven't done since Creed Two, where you're building a town and you're like upgrading the town and you're getting different things in the town that. You have total control of when it's built and how it's benefiting you and stuff like that. And like having having more control over the game like that is awesome. Like it, it, it makes you more it makes me more immersed in the experience. Like, oh, I can't wait to build a stable. It's like it's stupid, but the fact that I'm doing it and controlling no, when it happens it, and, it's an and getting the resources. It's increase on your investment on the, yeah. the game. Not only are you building the character, yeah. but you're building the area where... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and like they haven't done that in a long time. So I was like really excited for that to come back. And, and on top of that, it's really appropriate with the Viking setting. Like for that area or that period of time. It's... It like... The, the thing with those games, like, they get written off as, like, just this huge, crazy budget thing that Ubisoft shits out consistently. But they really, really try. They, they really try to make interesting stuff. They, they try to tweak systems that they've had forever. 
they they don't just do the same thing over and over as much as it looks like they do they don't and and i really appreciate that especially from a giant stu- like team multinational like worldwide team that is ubisoft they could just do the same fucking thing every year and probably still sell tons of copies. Do you think they would but they sell don't tons do that. of copies, though? Yeah. I feel like, I feel yes, like there's I a ton of burnout on Assassin's Creed. Even there's a with... ton of burnout in critics with Assassin's Creed. As maybe, far as sales, maybe that's what it is, too. I think those games still do ex- insanely well. The yeah. other thing, too, is like I always say this about critics, but I don't think those types of games are good for them specifically because... There are games that want you to take your time and walk around in those worlds and like go look at side content and go get lost in the forest where you can find alien, like (laughs) you know what I mean. Like they they want you to find stuff, and I feel like critics have to play so many games so quickly as their job that oftentimes, like they don't have time to kind of enjoy those finer yeah things. And so, like the those open world, um, like secrets, really kind of get lost on them, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just I I want to push back because I hear this all the time from like friends. Yeah, not just you know critics and whatever. Like, well, the, I'm oh, just who, who I'm cares just, about Creed? And no, I'm it's just, not you either. It's my own. It's my own totally. opinion on the series that I'm projecting. This, that, yeah, that I'm projecting on everyone else, really. Yeah, I just I wish. Um, and I have no. I don't care if people play Creed. You know, I just like a, a, a count like a totally different example is Call of Duty. I don't give a fuck about Call of Duty, and I look at Call of Duty as a game that gets shit out every year because it's going to sell a ton. And they don't really have to change much. They might, might, they might make a few changes here and there between games and whatever. But the cynicism of Call of Duty for me, I think, is apt and valid. Where cynicism of Creed, I don't think is like all the finer That's details of Creed. You are the one that has the cynicism for the one well, thing, and then doesn't have it for the other thing. I know, but and I'm not saying that's an objective fact. I'm just saying like, like I, I think, I think a game or a series like Creed tries so much that people don't give it credit for like it just gets it just gets looked at as well i'm climbing a thing and stabbing people in the back just yeah yeah you are to make a little (laughs) counterpoint to your cynicism i think that if call of duty changed too much from game to game they would get their fan base the fan base of that game would be angry Right. And I think that, the reason and, that game has a loyal fan base is because they stick to a certain formula. Whereas right. Assassin's Creed probably has more room to play with that, I would think. Right. And where I would say it's easy to write Call of Duty off as doing the same thing all the time because they want to do that for their fans. Yeah. Whereas I don't think it's valid to do that for Creed yeah. because they do switch shit up all the time. Yeah. And like there is. There is an absurd amount of, as dumb as it is and as bad as, like, the main, like, the future timeline is in those games, they really, they really try to make it work. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they they really, they really put a lot of thought into the story of, like, it being you diving back into somebody's memories and stuff. Like, 
it's it's not done very well, but you can definitely tell that somebody really cares about it. Like yeah. they 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 throw in so much text about it. There's so much dialogue written about it. Like it's it's kind of insane. Like the like whenever you go into the whenever you step out of the like animus period piece stuff and you're doing the modern day stuff, there isn't a lot of it at all and there there wasn't in Origins or Odyssey. Uh, there was just like a tiny bit throughout the whole game. No, nowhere near like the original, like the old ones. And you can spend like no time in that at all. Like it'll kick you out, and it'll be like, get here's here's like a few lines of dialogue. Okay, go back in the animus. You if you don't do that, you can like sit there and read, which I do because I'm dumb for whatever reason. I'm interested in it. You can sit there and read for like hours, all this other stuff that's happening in the future that is not like in the game like it's only in there in text and audio recordings and stuff and i just think it's hilarious that somebody puts so much effort into that that most people probably aren't giving they have one they have about. way too many people and resources available to make games yeah it's ubisoft yeah they do and like they they totally are like Taking there's just so much shit in them yes <laughs> Even even in the open world portion, it's, like it's, it's crazy insane too, because they're also pumping out a bunch Watch of other Dogs games and yeah. and Far Cry, which are the same type of game, only in different. Yeah, like yeah, it's, absurd. it's funny. It's absolutely it is, absurd. It really is. It's totally absurd. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I like it. Like it, I, we didn't really talk much specifically about Valhalla, but I I am having fun with it. I think. I think the Viking thing alone is just fun. It's just it's I I want to raid and pillage and uh I'm playing as the guy who looks like Charlie Hunnam. Uh the guy who played Jax Teller in Sons of Anarchy. He looks exactly like his character in Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> and it's very funny to me. <laughs> is I don't it know him? That's... Is he the actor for the No. The... Oh, okay. Just no, like it him. just it just looks like him. <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. you'll play for a hundred hours? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I mean, I didn't finish Odyssey. Like, how much did you play Origins? Didn't you play all? I of did finish. I did finish Origins. I didn't do everything in that game. No. Um, I, you I finished DLC the story and stuff too. No, I didn't. Uh, I thought you did. I I like wanted to, but it's just it's a lot. They're they they are really big asks in terms of time, and I'm. I'm there to get what I want out of it. I don't really care if I finish or don't finish the story or anything. Yeah. Like I, Odyssey is the only one I didn't finish. And um I put a ton of time into that game and I had fun with it. I don't really care that I didn't finish it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh I watched I watched a recap for what happened and That's I don't enough. know. Maybe I won't finish Valhalla, but I'm enjoying it right now. So Yeah. Cool. I, uh, uh so, something stupid real quick. The HDR in that game drives me fucking crazy. I just turned it off. Do you think it's that game? It's continuously, or you think it's, I don't you think know. it's your Windows computer because I've been having problems. I don't mine. know. It's just that that whole thing is has become so frustrating to me lately, and like I have been messing with it so much with with Creed specifically because that game looks amazing, and I have everything like it, like I can run it at Ultra and everything, and and I really want it to look as best as it can, and it just the HDR makes it look worse. And it's like, why? that's not how this should work. That's not, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so I just figured, I just 
threw my hands up today and turned it off and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And it looks amazing. So, so you turn it off on your computer for good or like just for that game? You mean, I mean for that game and I haven't been using it in other things right now. No, just, it just hasn't. I, Doom still looked okay. Doom's HDR still looked fine actually. But, uh, yeah, for Creed, I just turned it off. So it's weird. Yeah. HDR on the Windows. Anyone else having that problem? I mean, yeah, I have heard that recently, but um, I, I HDR for PC still is like a weird thing. I launch every time I open my computer, I launch Belunky and then close Belunky, so it'll like activate HDR on my screen. Because if I don't do that, then my screen's like white balance is off, and it it's just my wife. Yeah, like, it's I just can't weird. Believe, I, that's the type of thing that usually drives me insane, and she is like, I can't believe you actually do that. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to fix it other than buying a whole new yeah, monitor, I and I don't even I don't, know if the monitor is the problem. I, like, I don't I know don't... how to fix it, and I and I remember before getting this monitor and everything that, like, HDR is just, for some reason, it's just really weird on PC. Like, it, it hasn't been this, like... It hasn't been totally nailed down as far as I understand. And when I first got this monitor, I was like, oh, it looks amazing. It actually seems to be working and stuff. And then who knows what happened? A Windows update. <laughs> Something got fucked up. And I'm just, I don't want Done to messing with it. about it anymore. Yeah. 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 Well, but. HDR is available on a lot of games. It's, inv- it's available on a game I'm also playing right now called yeah. Yakuza Zero nice um don't have anything new to say about this game either really except i'm probably 40 hours into it and i'm surprised you haven't finished it yet no Hmm. i did a lot of sub stories yeah 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 and i'm on chapter like eight or nine maybe Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that tells you anything uh what a good what a good story and game and interesting setting and I just yes. can't I can't believe the range that they they pull off in in that series. Everyone's kind of talking about Like a Dragon right now. So if right. if you've heard anything about Like a Dragon, all that stuff applies to Yakuza Zero, except for anything about the turn-based combat. But Zero yeah. has this brawler combat, and I I've kind of grown to appreciate it as well. I think doing the little finishers is fun. Mm-hmm. Trying to make <laughs> and they're it like, so brutal. Yeah, trying to make it as cinematic as possible all the time when I'm playing. So that's cool. Kiryu and Majima would have such a body count if that game was realistic. Yeah, like it is crazy. You 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 inflict such head drama on everybody. There's so, there's this weird like <laughs> the way fighting works in that world is pretty funny. Yeah. Like the one boss I've had to fight literally like 10 times throughout the game. He just keeps coming back and he's like yeah. I'm going to beat your beat you up this time. And, and like, he's like, I'm like 50 again? some years old. Like, I'm fighting you again. How many times do I have to prove to you that he can't beat me? Yeah. But whatever. Great game. Yeah, Yakuza's great. Of after playing two of them, I think it's great. <laughs> did you uh, finish Doom Eternal? I did. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Um, I played the DLC, the Ancient Gods, Part One. You played Part, part one. one of the DLC, <laughs> just Part One, and I'm 
part of me is dreading part two. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was so fucking hard. It finally made me kick it down from ultra violence to just normal difficulty. And I feel like such a baby ass baby gamer because of that. Um, but it, it defeated me. It it really it really defeated me. That that DLC was so difficult. What was the what was the point that you knew that you were defeated? Um, when I didn't want to play it. Okay, well, I was looking for a better answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, tell, can you tell our listeners the story that you told me when you were like, <laughs> uh, it made you scream. <laughs> oh, like I gave myself a headache. <laughs> Yeah, I, so I definitely have still latent video game rage, like really, like really bad. Like it's, it's embarrassing. If anybody saw me, um, I, uh, there, they added some stuff to that game that I think was like actually like a bad decision. And, um, there's just so much happening in that game in the first place. And that's one of the reasons I think Eternal was amazing. But in the DLC, they added this new ghost enemy that like inhabits other enemies and makes them absurdly strong and then whenever you kill that enemy the ghost pops out and you have to kill it in a very specific way you actually can only kill it one way and that is just too much to think about on top of literally everything else so there were a few points i was actually almost done with that game's with that dlc on ultra night or ultra violence and there were like these two the like one newish looking map that they added you had to do two challenges in and and both of the final challenge pieces of them were just fucked up they were just so fucked up in terms of enemy count and stuff and it would take forever to get through them and like i would get to the end of them and just die like it would just get it would become way too overwhelming and i couldn't move because you would get trapped in corners and like, things surround you, and, and the ghost enemy moves too fast, and, like, I was getting really fucking mad. <laughs> like, I would get really mad and just not play it. And the one time I got so mad that I just, I, like, jumped up from the chair and screamed into a pillow and made my head hurt, and I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. I'm not doing this. So uh, I turned it down and had, I actually had a really weird bug that happened when I turned the difficulty down. Um, there's a mode in that game in just eternal. It's like an easy mode where if you're like getting your ass kicked, it'll prompt you like, Hey, do you want to turn on Sentinel armor as it's called? Which means you like can't die sort of. Yeah. And, um, it, it got flipped on for me and I couldn't turn it off. So I like ended up just waltzing through the end of that game. <laughs> like it was, it was like good. that's probably the way it should have. Uh... The the it have it finally turned off on the last <clears throat> boss, which I appreciated because I didn't want to fight. Like I I actually like really didn't want to play it that way. Like yeah. I would have been fine on playing it normal and stuff. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that DLC is it's it's extremely hard. It so so hard to the point that I couldn't take it anymore and just wanted to. You know, part see. two is going to be even worse. Well, I'm going to play it all on normal, <laughs> so which will be fine. I think it it was significantly easier bumping yeah. it down to normal. Yeah, I believe that. Um, and I like the story a lot. <laughs> I thought it added a cool, more stuff to the story, and I'm very interested to see where the second part goes. Actually, so yeah, neat. Yeah, that game is awesome. It's just 
I do think they fucked up a little bit. They should not have added that enemy. <laughs> it's just, it's too much. So. Yeah, it's, it's the constant question of how do we, how do we keep going? I don't know. I don't think, so, they didn't need to do that. Like, they could have just made more arenas to fight in, and it would have been fine. Because, like, gonna, that's, gonna that's have, the classic Doom thing in the first place. They're going to have new enemies in the next one that are probably, yeah, they probably even will. more, more, like, that, this, the, this design of Doom has been perpetual momentum forward. Speed, momentum, violence. That's yeah. Doom. And yeah. they have demonstrated that they're going to push that as far as they can. And yeah. the DLC does that. And I would imagine that the next DLC will do that too. And Doom Eternal, the criticisms that that game faced was that they had pushed too far. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting for you to say, I like the original game, but now they're pushing too far. Yeah. And yeah. it's just people fall in at different places on that spectrum, really. Yeah. I I enjoyed Doom Eternal, but I, like I could have played Doom 2016 too and probably enjoyed that more. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah i I do think it's I do think it's interesting that they not only not only changed it pretty radically in eternal but then leaned into it <laughs> like despite despite the criticisms yeah, for that that's confidence in design for, for sure for that deal for that DLC they leaned hard into it which is like which is you know admirable uh but holy shit <laughs> like picture remember the marauders do you want to oh, fight yeah. two of them at once? Yeah, I know. I I'm I have not played that DLC because I'm scared. Like yeah. literally, I'm scared to play it. You know what I? You know what I'm very surprised they didn't do. I'm very surprised they didn't do uh, a possessed Marauder, which probably is going to be in part two. Because fuck me when that gets added. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I haven't really played much else. I. Uh... I tried the harmonics um, VR game, Autica. Oh, right. I thought you were going to Fuser. No, no. Uh, Fuser's just drop mix, but with yeah software. So I, I, th I feel like I've experienced that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Autica is on VR. I think it's on Steam or whatever. It's on all VR formats. I think so. But uh, it has you basically shooting targets. Oh, wait. We did talk about this on an episode. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, wait, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I, th yeah. I think you mentioned it, but go ahead. I, I, th I think we did, but I don't know uh, if you played more of it. Yeah, it just has you like shooting targets um, for instead of, instead of cutting them like you would in Beat Saber, you're shooting them. Yeah. And uh, you're doing it to all electronic music, so... Yeah, and you said you liked it more than Beat Saber, I think. I don't know if I like it more, but it's more challenging. Hmm. And that's that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think aiming and shooting would definitely be harder. harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 so that's cool. And uh, I played Journey, actually. Oh, nice. After after we talked about it on the last episode. So I sat down, I I uh played through it in one sitting. 
just a uh, push your stick to the right type of experience like we talked about? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a neat thing. That was originally on PS3, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I would like to see more of that uh, type of stuff. Is is Abzu worth checking out too, you think? I liked Abzu. Um, Abzu is one of the, somebody that worked on Journeys, made a different team, and... Um, made abzu and their their game their other game the pathless just came out that's a that's like a current thing oh yeah um but yeah i liked abzu i i thought it was cool it wasn't as like uh emotionally impactful as journey was i would say but as far as like visuals and just an experience i think abzu is totally worth playing yeah 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 so that was neat i was glad i checked that out i don't really have a ton to say about it i uh I I had a couple instances where, like, I, you're supposed to like float along, and kind of fly with the other Spectre people, like, and yeah. you hold X to do that. Where I I couldn't like tell if I was supposed to like be pressing X or holding X, and like I would <laughs> miss the platform and then drop to the ground and have to run back and then uh, fly. So you back. did have that experience, yeah? Yeah, okay. a couple different times. Yeah. But uh, did you have a Sherpa? No. Okay. Cause there, I didn't know if that was still happening in that game. Like there was a, apparently a period of that game, and I experienced it when I replayed it, where like people in people that played the shit out of that game got yeah, to the point where they have like the white robe, uh huh, and um, they could lead they, you through the game. They were just play, yeah. They would just constantly play the game to help people through the game. Which I, what a cool story. Yeah. Like what a what a cool weird thing, and I was just curious if, if you had experienced that so long after it being out. No, I got the normal but, vanilla version of the yeah. game. Yeah. 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 Uh, totally 180 from Journey. I, I did play something else since the last episode, which uh, is Resident Evil 3. Oh. Oh. Which I... I, played, I, for- that. I played that this year. Which I forgot I played. <laughs> Um, but I, I had made a list and I was like, oh yeah, I did play that since the last episode. So I thought the first three hours of that game were like the most terrifying (laughs) video game experience I've ever had. Yeah. I guess not for like first three hours, but like the, so because it, it starts, the game starts in Nemesis literally kicks your wall down and you're running from him in, in 10 seconds into the game. Yeah. So you're like, whoa, not even a chance to breathe. And then the first minute that you get away from them, they put you right into like Bug Kingdom, where there's slimy <laughs> bugs that are like laying eggs in your throat and stuff. <laughs> and that was too much for me, dude. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that was that bad at all. But I, I, I feel like I sprinted through that game, actually. Well, the, you're supposed to sprint through the game because you're running from Nemesis the whole time. Yeah, I like, uh... even even the side stuff that you can like go off the path and get like upgrade it was hard to do for, it was hard to do because you're running from people half the time in mm-hmm. the beginning of the game so it's an interesting like way to design i think mm-hmm. uh they really they really do push you in that game at least for the first part of it until you get a ton of guns which the end of the game you're basically rambo but yeah uh, i think i think in terms of tension because I didn't think that game was scary at all, actually. Yeah. I I uh, I think, in, but in terms of tension, 
it was way more tense than two. Way yeah, more tense. That's kind of what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah. Is is that when I say terrifying, I was yeah, yeah. Like two was creepy. Like mm-hmm. two, or yeah, two was creepier, and and I think seven before two was even creepier than two. But like the tension in this one, you're right. Is it's a good way to to describe it. It's just anxiety. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, while playing. Yeah. Yeah, because I I mean knowing nothing about the original other than I other than I know what it is. Uh, it felt like Nemesis, even though it's not set up like to like more of an open world where Mister X could kind of be anywhere. It felt like Nemesis literally was anywhere. <laughs> like even though it wasn't really built that way, and like in hindsight, it doesn't actually work that way. But it feel it felt like that, and that's I think that's more important. And whenever he would show up. I like that it was like linear shit or or just a small like open area that you have to get by him. And So did you like 3 better than 2? I wouldn't say that because I think just as an experience 2 was more interesting, but I more didn't More interesting? Yeah. I did I like I, in hindsight now now that I played 3, I think I think the little playground of 2 in terms of a video game is better. Yeah. But but three is just a totally different thing. So mm-hmm. I don't think one I don't think one is necessarily better than the other. I would just say I preferred two, actually. Like I thought yeah. I was gonna really like the linearity of three, and I didn't dislike it, but it also felt like um it it kind of felt like nothing mattered. <laughs> like it, it was like like I said, I was like kind of sprinting through it. Yeah. So I didn't really get a chance to sit and kind of take in where I was or what was going on or anything like that. It was yeah. and, and and also because of like what the original 3 was and like reusing portions of 2, the the 3 remake also does the exact same thing. So like I kind of felt like I was just retreading ground that I had already seen and it wasn't as interesting of new areas and stuff. You mean like when you had to do sewer yeah, police like you station, go the city, the you go to the yeah. city, and you go to the police station, and you go to the sewer, and then you go to an underground lab, and it's yeah, like it's yeah. like basically the exact same experience again for the most yeah. part, other than it's just pared down to even less stuff to do. <laughs> so to be fair, that kind of is what Resident Evil is. I I know, like, and that I mean, frankly, I would not call myself a fan of the series. Yeah, I, yeah. I never was, and and I. You know, now that I'm getting to replay the older games and see that they really did just kind of do the same thing over yeah. and over and over, it's like, oh, okay, I'm sort of, I'm sort of not feeling like I missed out playing the original games at all. And yeah, yeah. That's, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that I think it's worth playing though. Like I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I had fun with it, and like looks fucking incredible. Holy shit, looks amazing. Um. And the final scene, the final scene alone is what made awesome. three so sick. Yeah, yeah, like I thought that was so awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't have. I I had the one experience that I told you that I had like an actual survival horror experience, which was both frustrating but kind of interesting at the same time. Where at the end of three, I had nothing. I had nothing. To make it through the end of that game. I had no ammo. I could not fight anything. (laughs) So I had to literally just run for my life. 
leading up to the end of that game, which was sort of interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. I yeah. I, I that game is is kind of crazy to me, like what it is, because it's like they designed all this stuff, like all these extra pathways and upgrades you can get, and then they really do just just put you kind of on a track and make you run forward. Yeah, and I feel like. Everything about the game's design is not good for that type of gameplay style. So... Like, it doesn't feel good to sprint through everything because, like, the game's controls don't allow that to happen good. No. And when you get knocked down or hit by anything, like, the whole process of the game, like, completely breaks down because you get into this weird animation where you're getting up slow, then they hit you again, and it's just, like, the whole game... Yeah. Like, the the jank of the game, like, is evident in all those moments. And, and I was constantly put into those situations because I was constantly running for my life. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, let it's, me, it's a weird... Let me set up the scenario, because it was really... Fu- I, I think this is hilarious, and... and totally a personal thing but all of that jankiness worked to my benefit to complete the game so i was at the end of the game and the last area is a lab it's you know it's clinical i mean whatever (laughs) and so i had got through that game uh with no real issue no real ammo issues nothing nothing really You know, the inventory drove me a little crazy, but I never really had a problem having ammo. And then, all of a sudden, I don't even know how it happened. I had nothing. And I actually thought I was in an unwinnable situation. (laughs) Like, I thought I wouldn't be able to finish the game, for real. And, um... And I couldn't go back. I couldn't go. I couldn't go scrounge around. There was nothing to scrounge around for because nothing existed. Everything I had picked up everything yeah, and, and used. And it. the game blocks you away from areas yeah. that you've been in. Yeah, like you go, the story will like progress, and then you can't like and leave can't a building and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, so I'm in this situation where I have to fight these bigger like frog like enemies, and I cannot not fight them like it was it was a forced fight like i couldn't open a door until they were dead and like you have to fight like four or five of them or something so leading up to that fight i had to cross this tiny ass little pathway where there were no enemies on it to begin with but at the end of the at the end of the path was this little tiny room that i had to get in and get a key item to go back and fight walk back through and fight those frog things and as soon as you get to the end of that walkway, there's like four enemies that come out at you, and two of them have that little insect thing on their head, so that means they take even more ammo to kill. <laughs> so I have zero ammo at this point before engaging any of these enemies, and I just had to like let them hit me. Okay? So like when things grab you in that game, it, it goes into an animation where you're jamming the button to reduce the damage you're going to take because they are going to bite you. You can't do anything about that, which I fucking hate that. I think that's so stupid. But it worked in my benefit because I would get locked into this animation of something biting me while all the other enemies are like doing their thing and still going through the steps of like there's dumb AI of like attacking me even though they can't attack me. So... It would, I would force this, this, uh, quick time event 
so the enemies would get by me, so then I would have all the, like, canned animations of me standing up, which would put me, which would give me space from all the enemies, and I could run in and grab all the things, take another hit, clear some space, take another hit, clear some space, and run away. <laughs> so, like, I had, heal I had healing items in order to do that, so it was, like, this stupid-ass little, like, circus of me blatantly running into a zombie so it would bite me. Other things would move away from me. Then I could get up and, you know, it would just, it was just, like, the dumbest thing. And I just had this image of, like, uh, Jill just running into a group of zombies, like, bite me! <laughs> like, bite me now! And what it, what it led to was uh, something I don't even know if you noticed... But they have a totally different animation for two zombies biting you at the same time. And I thought that was really awesome. Like, that was, like, a really cool little, like, touch. Yeah, that... and there's, like, different animations for, like, where the zombie would grab you from. Like, what angle. Yeah. Like, it's not always the same. Yeah. They, 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 those games are really good. They do pay attention to detail. I thought the environments are modeled really well. Like, there's a lot of storytelling just in the way things look if you walk around. Yeah, yeah totally. And, uh... I'm excited for them to keep making Resident Evil games. Like it's I cool mean, that we get to keep playing them. I'm way on board for four. Yeah. Like, cause four is four was the first Resident Evil I played to completion, and the first Resident Evil I actually really liked because yeah. it was a shooter. It wasn't really much of a survival horror game. So, um, I'm way on board with them remaking that now, just to see it. Like, yeah. I just want to see what that game is. With all up. super fancy, shiny stuff. Yeah. 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 Is there yeah, anything so, else? Is there anything else you played? I was uh, trying to think. I don't um, remember hearing anything from you. Not really. No, I'm still. I still play Spelunky like every day. <laughs> um, and we've been playing Overwatch a lot, yeah. which is which is kind of fun. But no, not really. No. That's good. Uh, so I got. Is there anything uh, you're looking forward to in the in the holiday months? Just Cyberpunk. You gonna play anything else? I don't know. Like I, I mean, with Creed, I'm hesitant to start anything like big. Yeah. I guess. Um, but at but I also, I kind of just pick that game up, play for like half an hour to an hour, and put it down. So I'm not like really going hard on it. So I could start something else. I don't know. I still have plenty of backlog stuff. Uh, but I am looking forward to Cyberpunk. I'm keeping my expectations pretty low for that game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I would I would like to finish Paper Mario over uh, Christmas. Yeah, but I'm sure I won't. I have I have actually still checked in on that every so often and chipped away at it. Um, because like you said, Dragon Quest is like kind of relaxing yeah it's to that's totally what paper mario is yeah like it, is. it it even even doing those dumb puzzles or whatever like they're not that hard so it's no. not super stressful or anything um but yeah so since you're playing it like that where you kind of put it down for a long time and pick it back up does that does that make does that help with your impatience with the puzzles well so the the few times i have revisited that game I forget what I'm doing and I forget how to play it and I forget where I need to go and what to do. And, uh, so I haven't really made a lot of progress doing yeah. that. <laughs> um, that is, that's a hard game to take a break from and come back to. And I'm not even talking about combat. Like I, I was in the middle of, um, 
I think I'm on like the fourth ribbon, third ribbon. I can't remember. Yeah. Where you're in the desert. Mm-hmm. Is that that might be the third one? I was I was working through that puzzle to get to get into the ribbon area, and had no idea what I needed to do. I had to look yeah. it up. Yeah. I, I I had to look up what I, I was like. What was I doing? I was. I, I remember <laughs> that being pretty t- tough, even with me who was cranking through it. Yeah. Just to uh, put another little gold star next to uh, Dragon Quest, one thing they do really well with picking up when you, like if you put the game down for a long time, if you if you go to the menu at any point, mm-hmm. um, it'll give you your current like quest objective on the thing. And you can always go to an option that says party talk. And it'll take you to like a screen where you can just go to your members of your party and like they'll give you an update on what was going on in the story and where you need to go. They'll suggest where you need to go. And so you can just look at the map and say, that's oh. nice. And they they do a thing, too, where as soon as you load into the game, it'll read you a summary of like the last probably 10 hours of the game. Oh, that's great. At the loading screen. Yeah. So you're you're constantly being updated with uh like kind of brought yeah. up to speed with where what's going on. That's really That's smart. An, yeah, it's another good like pick up and put down. I have thing. seen that. I have seen that in another JRPG, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, that is. That's great. Paper Mario needs that because it, yeah. it does. It does have like a little hint system from. Holy shit! What's her name? I can't remember your little. S- origami star person yeah i can't remember her name um you can press like whatever button and she's like we olivia should go- olivia that's it we should go do this but it is not specific at all it doesn't it doesn't point you in any direction at all actually so it's like almost yeah. kind of useless yeah so the game isn't super long for for you to have to have that kind of thing but yeah i can see i could see i don't know i could yeah. see getting lost a little bit yeah, so last I last I played it, I was I had yeah. finished that puzzle, and now I'm like leading, heading to the ribbon or whatever, and we'll, I'll I'll pick it up again at some point probably, but um, yeah, yeah, I can't really think of anything specific. I don't really have a plan. Oh, I I actually revisited XCOM Chimera Squad. That game's really good. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't keep me interested for whatever reason. And I think that's why I like fell away from it when it came out earlier this year. Like some something about it doesn't hook me, even though it's XCOM and it's just really good based on that. Um, no permadeath, no management in between. Yeah, like I well, there is pl- there is management, and I I the the management is interesting in that game where you're like managing just a city and making sure the city doesn't like revolt and stuff. And I think it it, it is really cool. Like it's a it's a really solid thing. And and being able to play with the aliens is awesome, using the alien abilities yeah. and stuff. But it's just for some reason I don't sit there and like want to just do the next thing over, like keep going and going and going like I did yeah. with two. And on yeah. subsequent replays of two, like that would you know that would happen even after I played the game. So some something just doesn't like totally click with Chimera Squad, but that breach mode is so sick. Yeah. That is that is such an interesting twist that I hope makes it into the next one in some form. So, 
yeah, I don't, I don't really have much, uh, much else. Yeah. I, I would appreciate you guys, uh, checking out my wife's blog, Popcorn Review. It's been a while since I plugged it. Yeah. So she's doing well on there. She got a YouTube channel up and running now. So uh, do that for me, and uh, hopefully we'll get some, we'll get some new. Uh, some new opinions on uh, Cyberpunk when that comes out for you, because I'm planning on ripping into that too. Yeah, um, I would, I guess, probably won't have an episode before that. I guess we'll see. I don't know, but uh, I, but that, I still that have, is soon. I still have Hades, Yakuza, and Dragon Quest to finish, and like that's all I'm gonna play until yeah. Cyberpunk comes out. So yeah, so yeah, I next really episode, have, yeah, will probably be around Cyberpunk time, and. Uh, Unless we decide to hit the game of the year one a little early, I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this one. Give us a follow on social media at with Punish Game. Email us about anything uh, with Punish Game at gmail dot com. Um, oh, there was oh. For those that still continue to listen to us, and I see the numbers, we could use reviews still. And I don't know that we've got many new ones since reformatting to Whiff Punish. So, if you've never left us a review on iTunes, you should do that. I'd appreciate it. Uh, so would I. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just wanted to mention that. I haven't mentioned that in, um, I don't know, two years. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Anyway, I think that's going to do it. Until next time. Keep playing games. Is that <laughs> what you're waiting like, on? I was like, usually you say something. You're just staring at me. <laughs> All right, bye. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs>